and welcome back to Heart, Soul, and Roots podcast. My name is Tiffany Durr, and with me, I have the amazing Nicole Mazzucato. Hey, Nicole. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? It's so, so lovely to see you. And a little apology to our listeners, because we are a few days late on this episode, um, but life just keeps on happening. <laughs> it does. It does indeed. You know, in our last podcast, we talked about stress because both of us were feeling a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, I think we're both in different places now. What do you think? I feel like, yeah, it's been a few weeks, right? It's been two or three yes. weeks and a lot has happened in two, in two or three weeks since we last recorded the podcast. Um, and I definitely feel like I was in a, a complete head mush space when we recorded that episode. And, and, I, and I've transitioned through the mushiness. Good, good. You look, you look so much um, more excited and happy and you even have, I love your yellow headband you have on. Super cute. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, some pieces, some pieces of the puzzle have, have started to kind of started to kind of appear and, and click into place and, and where I think a few weeks ago, it felt like everything in my life was so uncertain now things are starting to feel a bit more, bit more secure and, and that definitely lowers stress levels. It definitely kind of helps you step out of survival mode. Yeah. It's amazing how having those st- stabilizing things just makes mm. such a big impact on your life. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, I've also been doing, I've been doing a, a kind of group course thing and, and I've also been going back to work with my magical healing lady and she's definitely been helping to to stick me back in, put me back in place. <laughs> yay. Yay. I like it. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. Things kind of got, I was kind of on this uncertain path for a long time, like six months and things finally solidified and are happening. And so I don't feel like there's so much confusion and stress and like, I need to be on point at all times. And so like, it's very freeing and it feels, feels better. So yeah. again, certainty, having that certainty versus having that, oh, what's going on? What's going to happen feeling? Yeah. And I think, you know, with, with the idea of certainty and uncertainty, I think Tony Robbins talks about uncertainty, doesn't it? Doesn't he being one of, one of those kind of core things that we need in life, a bit of like some certainty. Um, and, I, and I know a lot of people just say, oh, you just need to trust. You just need to surrender and fall into it and stuff. It's quite hard when it feels like everything is just nothing's in place. Like, and, and, but then again, there's always, there's always going to be things that are in place, right? It just feels like everything's out of place. So it's about kind of focusing on the things that are in place and surrendering to the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It is. It's, um, yes. So we were talking right before you came on, you kind of said something similar, you know, that whole, if you just like drop everything and surrender and then everything's going to fall into place. But if you're already in that stress position, it's really, it's really hard. It's hard to Mm -hmm. grapple with that. It's hard to try that. And, you know, I think that there's other ways of doing things too, right? Yes. (laughs) That, that make it feel like you have a a backup plan. Um, I know some people are willing, like going no backup plan, just going all in, but Mm -hmm. There's others of us, which Tauruses tend to like this. We like stability. <laughs> we just Love like ground. knowing that there's something, there's some yeah. ground somewhere. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I can identify with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Some somewhere to step, right? I'm I'm yes. just imagining as you were talking, I was imagining, you know, like going skiing for like the first time and and you go you go up the mountain and you've got the sticks and you kind of like carefully go down the mountain the first few times until you gain your confidence right and then and then you start washing down the mountain when you feel more kind of stable and on your feet and then other people will just go up to the mountain and just fly down the mountain and fall over and have a great time break their legs and and all the rest of it but then they'll get up and do it again different kinds of people, right? <laughs> that's right. That's one thing that is a common theme on our podcast. It takes all kinds and that's okay. No right or wrong way. You get down the mountain eventually, right? That's right. If you just like slide down on your bum. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. I think that's a really nice little segue into our topic for today. It's a perfect segue. I don't know if you planned it that way or not, but it's perfect. So today- I did not. We are so ah. organic. <laughs> oh, great. Today we're talking about play and, and play as adults, because yeah. sometimes we forget that's not just for kids, is it? No, no. Play is so important. And actually playfulness is one of my top values in life, playfulness and joy. And I really notice when I'm not in that in that space, when that's not in my life, I really notice the impact it has on my my kind of mindset and my mentality when when I'm not having enough play and, and joy in my life. Yeah. Um yes, very much so. Um I well, I will tell you what mine is, then you should tell me what yours is. So one of my favorite things to do when I am super stressed, and my girls know it, so they help me with this, but when I am like are yeah. um, <laughs> in pirate like, mode <laughs> yes in pirate mode I don't know what that was but yes something like that <laughs> um I they convinced me it's time for a dance party and put on and even if I don't agree to it they'll put on like my favorite music that they know I can't help myself my <laughs> butt starts moving and I start grooving <laughs> and we put on and we just have a good time dancing it out so yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Grey's Anatomy and their dance parties, but that's very much how my family rolls when we are, when we need to let some steam off when we need to play. Very cool. Very cool. Funnily enough, I was at a party, um, the end of end of year party here at the school the other day, and it had been an insanely stressful few days. And I was really kind of like in pirate mode, <laughs> I think. <laughs> And we had this party, I had a couple of drinks, let my hair down. And then we started dancing to all of these kind of really super cheesy songs. And I had a great time. I really, really loved it. And I felt so much better after that. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. You're getting your body moving and listening to good music or even cheesy songs, you know, just something to get you get your mojo back yeah yeah when it was just so silly it was just you know like kind of ridiculous karaoke screeching at the top of your voice and dancing to the most ridiculous music that I would never listen to normally and somebody else doing the choreographing and I've got like two left feet when I'm dancing and just kind of just I don't care it doesn't matter <laughs> yes I I get annoyed so I like I'm such a free spirit when it comes to dancing I have zero training I just like to move my booty but I get really annoyed when people get really structured and when it like choreographed and like all the line dances for every song. I'm sorry, there are some songs that you're just meant to get out there and shake your tail feather. Like you do not need to know all the steps to this dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you, sister. I am not a choreographable person. <laughs> 
I always screw it up unless it's like, so, like the electric slide. I got that. Beyond that, it gets a little, it gets a little yeah. hazy. Yeah. I remember I've done a couple of like Zumba classes and things like that with friends of mine. And they always just end up in, you know, kind of in tears of laughter watching me. Cause I'm just like, they're going that way. I'm going the other way. And when we were doing the dancing the other day, the guy that was choreo, I say choreographing in a fun sort of light, loose way. And he's going and left and right. And I'm the only one that's going in the opposite direction. No <laughs> idea where I'm going. But laughing your booty off and having a good time. I was crying. I had tears streaming down my face from the sheer kind of childish excitement of, of just the playfulness of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's been a long time since I've been in that state. It feels like it's been a long time since I was in that state. And um, I really needed it. It was a massive reset for me. It was such a huge reset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you really, really need a dance party. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's something I'm going to have to write in more into my, into my, my life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so is, what are your other favorite ways to play? So um, I love I love playing with Gabby. So Gabby is is really playful, and when when me Gabby and Vanessa are together, we love going and sort of like playing tennis with Gabby, for example, or going onto the beach. And you have like that kind of beach ping pong. I don't know what it's called in in English. And we go to the beach and play this beach ping pong, and I love that. And you know, Gabby will sort of run up and down and grab the ball and bring it back. And we're playing on the beach and in the shore, and sometimes we'll bring other friends along, and it's just fun and it's exciting. And I love playing with other, you know, with kind of in groups with people. I fight because you you feed off that energy as well, don't you? It's it's quite different to when you're playing in solitary. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like. Um sports mm. <laughs> I'm going to use the term very very loosely <laughs> <laughs> so on my my Stookie side and there I'm totally going to out all of my Stookie ants right now <laughs> <laughs> um when we get together for Christmas we play volleyball with a beach ball basically right <laughs> super light. So it doesn't actually hurt anybody. And we are the most competitive, but it's so much fun. And we get like all the kids. So now it's, you know, three generations playing together. And actually we will be four generations. That's crazy playing together and, um, you know, hitting the ball back and forth over the net and just laughing our butts off doing stupid moves. Older people love my aunts dearly, but sometimes they're doing more than what they should be doing. (laughs) And you're like, Ah, don't fall down. <laughs> you guys have got some great Christmas traditions. Yeah, we do. We you do. do. I think we're going to have to do another episode close to Christmas with Tiffany's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Tiffany's oddball Christmas traditions. <laughs> yeah. I remember you were talking about one about the presents, right? Where you sort of pass them around and well, you get to trade and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. White elephant gifts. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. We have lots of fun. We yeah. do. We like to play. We like to have fun. I'm going to have to come to a sticky Christmas one, one year. That would be fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so the other day I was with some friends and they, they've got two young kids and they had a game on the table and I was like, Oh, what's that? And they were like, Oh, come on. We'll teach you how to play. I am a sucker for stuff like this. <laughs> so it's a card game called set, right? Really simple totally my kind of game we played like one round and I was hooked (laughs) so much so 
that I have done the ridiculous thing of downloading the app on my phone, which is terrible. <laughs> and I just did oh, yeah. an hour and a half round trip today to go and pick up a version, my own version of set that I bought off someone on eBay. Oh my goodness. So That's how, how excited I am. Wow. Wow. Set. I'm going to have to look this up. Um, yeah. yeah. How do you play? Is it like, is it super complicated? Is it easy to describe on a podcast or do we need to skip that? It's, it's, it's actually, it's super easy. It's basically, you've got, you, you've got a whole bunch of cards. You've got three shapes, three, three kind of color, three colors and three shadings, if you like. So like full, full color lined or, or just the outline. And you basically have to find sets of three. Um, so it's about pattern. It's about seeing patterns. Um, and it's, it's just brilliant. It's really simple, but it's one of those games. It's a real, it's quite brainy as well. Cause you really sort of have to look for the patterns. Some of them are really obvious and some of them are a bit more cryptic. Um, but yeah, no, great game. I love it. I'm going to have to delete the app off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> a little too addictive. <laughs> A little bit too addictive, yeah. I should have just stuck with the card, the card game, and that was it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, we we love board games and card games. I was raised on card games. Um, Rook is a family favorite on the Stucky side. Uh, Pitch on the other side on my mom's side of the family. So we. I don't know either of those games. Oh, you don't know pitch? Well, I don't know. It might be just an American thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really even know how to, I don't know the rules. So every time I go to play pitch, I can never quite remember how it's played. Cause I am, I have such a mind for Rook and that's what I've kind of grown up on. And so I am not even going to pretend I can describe it on this podcast, but it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> the three is worth three points. That's what I know. Okay. <laughs> And then Rook is something uh, somewhat similar-ish to Pitch, but it doesn't have any face cards uh, because in the Mennonite religion, you couldn't play with face cards. I don't remember why. I think it's the Mennonite religion. And so Rook was the game that you could play as an alternative that's still a card game, but not have face cards on them, the king, the queen, jack. So I so want to ask you the question as to why, but maybe that's going to just take us on an honor. I don't even know. I don't okay. even know why. I just know that that's why my family plays Rook. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay, cool. So yeah. 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 It's, it's, you know, games, games are just so important, aren't they? They, they, there's a games cafe just literally down the road here where, where I live at the moment, not for much longer, but there is <laughs> It's a games cafe and I, and, and it's, you, you go in, you can have a drink and whatever you pay sort of like four pounds 50 per person. You can sit there for three hours. They've got a whole games room, board games and all sorts of stuff. I went there with some friends a few months ago. We picked up a couple of games and it's sometimes the most simple games are the most exciting ones. Right. And we were just kind of playing these games and falling about laughing. I just, I love playing. I love playing. I just love that it's it's that energy, isn't it, from that you get playing with with other people. You know, we played Monopoly a little while ago, and and you know, Monopoly that kind of typical "I hate you" and everybody just going nuts and getting really angry with each other. <laughs> That's why I hate Monopoly. Like I don't hate, I love it. I like to play it, but then it, Zeke is super competitive, super competitive, and so is one of my other daughters. And I'm just like, I don't even care anymore. Just take my money. I am done. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I really like, uh, we actually, that game place that you're saying, we have one of those in McPherson, Kansas, oh. where you can do something really similar. I think it's called the Village Geek. If we still, last thing I knew it was still there. Right. Uh, we can do that same type of thing, go in and they, they have all kinds of games there that you can play yeah. and get together with, with your friends and meet new people there and yeah. I remember being in Jerusalem with my mum and Vinicius and we went to a, there was like, I think it was a pop-up one. It was a pop-up games place. And we discovered, um, which game did we discover? We discovered Carcassonne, which is a brilliant game. So much so that we ended up buying it with all of the extensions. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love, I love Carcassonne. It's a, it's a great game. Um, it's a little bit. What is it again? Car it's Carcassonne. It's basically, it's a town in, in the south of France. I actually went to visit when I was living in France. Oh, wow. Uh, so the game is based on, on this town. Um, and you have these little things called meeples. And it's, it's quite difficult to explain on a podcast, but it's a great game. Also, there's an app available now, which I have not downloaded ever. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever allowed myself, really, long term, one game app on my phone, which is Rummy Cup. I am the same way. I have allowed myself one. Okay. Nope. I lied. I have two games on my phone. <laughs> I used to only have one. And then, um, while I was playing it, I found this other one during COVID. I bet I don't ever, I've downloaded it and I've never deleted it, but I do have one game on my phone that I play every now and then. What's that? Um, it's called two dots. I don't even know why. I don't even know how I found it. I don't even know why I like it really. <laughs> Except for that sometimes on my mind, when I just am, have so much going on, I just need a timeout. It's a really good timeout. And yeah. it's not so addictive that like, I won't put it down and stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. so there's, there's this game called Wordle. Have you heard of Wordle? You have it in the States. It was bought by, I think it was bought by the New York Times. Yeah, I don't get, I'm, yes, I do know of Wordle. 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 Yes. Wordle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I love word games. I love word games. I love Scrabble. I love Bananagrams. Um, and when I discovered Wordle a few months ago, because a friend of mine introduced me to it, the brilliant thing about Wordle is that you only get one a day. <laughs> so that's it. You know, there is there is no, you can't sit there all day playing it, which is which I think is really good and actually really healthy for people like yes. me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I... Um, I think my dyslexic mind, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to try it because I can't even spell words right the first time. And so if I only get this many tries and that's it, I'm just, I'm, I'll probably know the word and not spell it right. And then I'm going to be screwed and I'm just don't want to do it. <laughs> oh no, I love Wordle. And then you've got things like Quirdle, which is a version of Wordle, but you're finding four words at the same time which is next level and it's brilliant. So at one point I was doing Wordle, Quirdle, Spanish Wordle and Portuguese Wordle all in one day. Oh my goodness. So you found ways around the one, the one yes, day, one absolutely. a day rule. <laughs> four, I, I moved, I moved up to the four a day rule. <laughs> the, the, the benefits of being bilingual. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a, I've, I, it's good training because it's good training to be able to switch between the languages and, and kind of think of different words. It's, it's really interesting doing it in multi, multiple languages because it's good training for the brain to be able to switch between multiple languages and, and really sort of get into that mindset and think about different, different words and, and spellings and stuff. Um, yeah, some days it was easier. Some days it was a bit more of a challenge. I haven't, I've kind of dropped off with Wordle recently because I've had other stuff going on, but 
Yeah. And then the good thing, you know, the fun thing about that is sharing it with people and having like this daily thing going on where you're sharing it with people. Yeah. It was really popular a few months ago here in the States and all of my friends kept posting it online. I was like, what the heck is this? And I was like, I don't even want to know this. <laughs> Me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as a kid, did you have like a favorite game as a kid? I don't really know if I had a favorite game as a kid. I just, um, I don't know, really. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I know I've just always loved games and and I think I was potentially probably quite a bad loser when I was a kid. I'm not anymore. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't doesn't like winning? But, you know, I'm definitely not a bad loser anymore. I love playing things like pool. I just love, you know, just for the, the kind of fun of playing. I hate it when people let me win stuff. That really annoys me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But I also had a parent who wouldn't help let me win shoots and ladders when I was three. So I think I've just always had to be okay <laughs> at not winning and not be people not giving it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like you, I was brought up on game. Actually, you've just reminded me. So I was brought up by both my grandfathers playing cards, like all the time. I was a card fiend. I used to love playing cards and, and they both, you know, one of my grandpas or both of them were like, when you're 18, I'm going to take you to the casino because you've got a gift. Um, never made it to the casino with them, but it just, I, I loved, loved it, loved playing cards. And I've got a real knack for if somebody teaches me a card game, I'll pick it up really quickly. Um, wow. I'm not, I don't remember the rules to any of the games, but then if you just remind me again, I'll pick the, I'll pick it up really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love cards and the same as you, I'd go to like my great aunt's house and they'd all be playing these games and, you know, throwing a few pennies in the pot and stuff. I would never, ever win. I could never understand how they created their sets in their hands out of just nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was like, they've been sitting here for 60 years playing. <laughs> they've got time yeah. on you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They've, they've been around the block a time or two. <laughs> think you know you can't stand there and have a tantrum when you're playing with like you know great aunts and uncles yeah no kidding yeah (laughs) no kidding when I was a kid I always loved this game pit is what it's called and it is supposed to be after like the stock market here in the states where they um I don't know if they even do this anymore, but back in the day, they used to go down this little pit area and be like, I have this much wheat and this, you know, this would be like, I'll pay you this much. I'll pay you this much. Like yelling at each other. And so in this game, you have different commodities. So it's like wheat, barley, oats, oranges, things like that. Mm. And, uh, you are trying to get all 10 of the, of this type of card. But the way you trade is you have them upside down and like you have three of one item, you can't mix items. They all have to be the same. And you'd be like three, three, three. And then you trade with somebody with three. Well, it might be what you need. It might be sugar. <laughs> like, and they have a, like a point value thing. So I would like, I love this game so much. And then I'd have friends over and I try to explain it to them and they wouldn't get it. And I'd be like, <laughs> come on. And it's so much fun. Cause you're like literally screaming at each other across the table. And then the one person goes out and everybody's like, ah, and somebody gets the bear, which is like a bear market. It also teaches you like market stuff. It's like a right. bear market and there's a bull market. So if you have the bull, it's like a wild and it can be good unless you get caught and you don't, you're not the person going out. And then the bear market's always bad. And 
you always lose points. Oh, that's really interesting. That reminds yeah. me a little bit of Catan, not quite the same, but yeah, oh, a little right. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Catan is also about trading commodities. Mm-hmm. Um, so like brick and, and wheat and what is it? Sheep and things like that. Okay. Yeah, trading commodities. But no, that sounds really cool. Exciting. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I yeah. loved it. And I Uno, still would, what? Uno, are you an Uno fan? Oh yes. Yeah, who doesn't love Uno? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I love you. I've always loved Uno and um, Skipbo. I don't know if you ever played Skipbo as a card game. One of my family favorite, also. Nice. So let, see how how excited we are when we're talking about all of these games and how yeah. our kind of energy is just kind of changed, and we're both sort of like really excited and bubbly and buzzy. And that is the importance of play, isn't it? It really gets you into that state, and it's it's so important to play for you. And not only for your, like, if you've got kids, just to play for the sake of your kids, right? It's so yeah. important for you to play for you and have the, get, you know, get into that playful mindset and have those playful moments. Yeah, it's kind of weird as you grow up, how play becomes a four-letter word, which it's always been. No, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're, you know, you're kind of told that that's part of growing up is you don't play anymore, but that's. It's not true and it's not healthy. I don't think it's healthy. Mm. You get kind of grouchy. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think it's so important. I went to a, I went to a training weekend a few weeks ago, playful hypnosis, and it was so good. And, and it was really, you know, they were really hammering home the just remind, it was such a good reminder for me about the importance of play and and why why it's so important and and it's healthy for us it's healthy for our bodies you know it's healthy for our minds our bodies our souls everything if you think about animals you know they 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 play a lot gabby plays all the time if i'd let him you yes. know if I, if I if i could keep up with him he'd be playing all the time um and it it does it de-stresses it completely de-stresses your body and 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 relaxes your body when you get into that complete sort of playful excited state like you did when you were a kid it's so important yeah have you ever had you're working really hard on a problem you can't figure it out you can't figure it out and then you like turn it off go do something fun and then as you're doing it the solution comes to you yeah yeah I think there's probably some scientific data stuff you know that sciencey people (laughs) there's the scientist (laughs) as the resident scientist the other scientist people know (laughs) Um, I'm sure that there is lots of data about how important play is, but instinctually, I just know it is. There yes. you go, podcasters. There you go. <laughs> that is our scientific data. We just know yes. it is. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it, it is. And it's, you know, it brings people together. It connects people. It's, you know, you laugh, you, you, you have fun, you learn so much. We learn so much through play. We learn so much about people. One of my favorite games is chess and you learn so much about the other person through the way they move their pieces. It's really interesting. You know, games are just so interesting about how people work and, and how, you know, how they engage really. Yeah. So uh, the, we're getting ready to go into the 4-H fair. And I was just thinking, as you were saying that, you know, what are ways that I can make sure that we're having fun and that, you know, we're doing a little bit of play while we're doing this. I mean, the 4-H fair is all about play for the kids, but like as the adult, it's just hot and stressful sometimes. Yeah. And then I remembered 
Oh yeah. We do have barnyard Olympics, which is like really funny games that you play. And each team has to have at least one adult and like one young kid, one older kid. And I don't know, there's like four people on it. We had so much fun last year when we played. And I got, I got in this group with all boys because they forgot that they had to have, you have to have at least one girl and one boy on each team. And it was an all boys team and they were going to have a dad do it. And they're like, Oh no. And so I got switched. And so I was not their top pick, but we did really well. And it was a lot of fun. (laughs) That's the whole point, isn't it? It's just about, it's about the fun, totally about the fun and the connection element that you have from with other people. I think, you know, that just, it's, the, the solitary, the solitary games, I don't know, there's, there's, there's fun in, in solitary games as well, but really it's, it's, it's about creating connection with people as well. Yeah. You know, now that you say that there are, you know, solitary games such as solitary, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that there's a reason why when we have games, we do so much connecting, mm-hmm. you know, they, they are a lot more fun when you do them together. <laughs> It's almost like being drunk, isn't it? Because your inhibitions like completely drop, don't they? It's so yeah. funny when you're watching people play and they just turn into like these kind of monsters or, or do you know what I mean? Like this real yeah. kind of competitive child, childlike side comes out of them. And they're a completely different person when they're in that play state. And I think when you've lowered your inhibitions that way with a group of people, that is like, a, it's a shared experience, isn't it? And it's it's a shared it's a shared moment where you do connect on a deeper level and deepen a friendship and a relationship. Yeah. You kind of get out of your, out of your head and into your body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes really instinctual, doesn't it? It's great. Yeah. 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 That's so good when you said that, I think, you know, as I was saying, how play kind of becomes this four letter word as you're in your teenage years, Mm. but I, I would like to change that. I think that Mm. we should change that because because, you know, I think the reason that is, is because we get so self-focused on how we look to others. And so we lose that inhibition, right? We mm-hmm. lose that. We're just, this is what we're doing. So I think that'd be important to, to help. I don't know how, but I think it'd be important for kids to realize that because if you're a teenager, you're still a kid Yeah, <laughs> and that you should play and that adults play. It is one of the best parts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's our, that's our homework for today. Listeners play, <laughs> play, play, and, and tell us on our socials, how you played. We want to hear. Yeah. Hear yeah. What are you getting? What are you getting up to? What are you playing? What games are you playing? What games do you like? What games do you love? What games make you screech and squeal like, mm-hmm. with excitement? Like you did when you were a kid. Um, yeah. Let us know. Yes, please do. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun, Nicole. I always have such a good time with you. I know. I f- this feels like play. <laughs> it does. It does. And that's why we keep doing it. Yes. Yeah. So if you've liked this, please uh, write us a review or share us with your friends and family. Share us on your social. We would love that. Um, and if you didn't, that's all right. And yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Take care. Have fun and play. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.